This is Bail Street, Crime, Finance, and Everything in Between. Hosted by Ira Jettelson, bail bondsman to the stars, and Danny Moses of The Big Short fame, this is Bail Street. Hello and welcome to Bail Street. I'm Danny Moses. I'm Ira Jettelson. Today, we have the Tony Yeo joining us. One of the original members of G-Unit. I really wanted to come in there. I just got caught up with my schedule. I really, we def- definitely got to, I got to come in the studio and do something with you guys. Well, Absolutely. Well, the next time you come, I had the bottle of Dom Perignon that I saw you carry out of BET one time. I had a bottle, bottle of Hennessy that you shared with DJ Who Kid oh, on this thing. And I was oh, ready man. for you, man. Yeah, I I'm mad. I missed that. Man. Next time, I promise. So, uh, All right, cool. we have the man himself here, Tony Yeo of G-Unit, one of the most important members of G-Unit. Absolutely. We're going to chat with him about Thanks. his buddy, 50 Cent. We're going to talk what's going on with your career here. Uh, get your thoughts on yeah. President Trump, <laughs> everything in between. We may talk okay. about a little bail reform, prison reform, if that's cool. And, uh, okay. you know, that's always on the top of our mind here. So uh, why don't we start with what you're currently up to, Tony, and uh, we can take it from there. Um, well, currently I'm up working on my clothing line, Passport Gang Clothing. That should be coming out soon with the website. Um, I'm trying to get in the movies like 50. I, I did a SWAT 2 a while back, and that was like my first uh, movie that I actually acted in with um, Benny Boom. And um, I'm still doing the music and, you know, all kinds of other things, too, you know. Yep. I was watching uh, one of your, I guess in 2009, you had a kind of a three-part series on Life of Tony. Yeah, yeah, which oh, was... yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> no, no, I know, yeah, but it was, yeah, I know, but it, was, it actually was pretty cool. Like I could, you know, learned a lot of stuff going on. What, what's your current relationship right now with... Uh, 50 Cent. Are you guys on good terms? Yeah, he's doing um, power. Yeah, we, we, we're great. I just went to the uh, John Gotti premiere uh, with him, and that was cool. Uh, my man, his guy, Randy Emmett, did that, and then I just did. I went to the power premiere the other day. It's just like people get it confused. Like, we all grew up together, but it's like we all just running around doing our own thing, you know. But when I have time, I get up with 50, and I just went to um, Franz Cantz with him and um, got a chance to meet John Travolta at the film festival, so that was cool. For the John Gotti premiere, I performed with him on stage. Oh, really? That's very cool. Yeah, you lo- so did you lo- on my Instagram. You see me all over with it. You do a little Pulp Fiction reenactment <laughs> of the dance? Oh, man. You know, John Travolta, he's the he's he's dancer, man. He is the original <laughs> Brooklyn stand Yeah, they just, did, they just had a, uh, was it a four-year reunion of uh, Saturday Night Fever over in uh, Brooklyn? Um, Yeah, I think they were, he was running around with John A. Gotti, uh, um, promoting the movie that's out now, so if y'all didn't get a chance, check it out. Gotti movie's great. What well, you like the Gotti movie? Because I got different yeah, mixed reviews. It, 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 it was it, it was great. I liked it. I went to get a chance to meet them, go to the premiere. Uh, I think John Travolta's wife played his wife. Yeah, Kelly Preston film. does right. So that was cool, and um, I got a chance to meet John A. Gotti. Of course, that was cool, and um, I liked him. I liked the film. It was great. Hey, uh, hey, Tony, have you been in touch with Lloyd Banks in a while? Because uh, um, Lloyd's a friend. Lloyd Banks, yes, I spoke to Lloyd Banks yesterday. How's he doing? He's doing great. You know, he got a new baby girl, so you know we're getting older now. We got kids, so he's just running around. He got a whole bunch of great music that soon be coming out. So, and you know, he's just you know happy with his baby girl, his daughter. Well, that's good news because uh, I'm a big. I, I like Lloyd. We're good. We're, we're tight. I talk to Lloyd every day. You know, when it comes to um, 50 uh, and Banks, like, like I, when I literally used to live in the neighborhood, I come outside, I used to see Banks, right? Like, right across the street, his grandmother's house. And Banks and 50 was, like, two blocks away. So, like, I grew up with these guys. Well, you know, it's so funny. I always keep in contact with them. On the la- one of the last shows we had, uh, Tony, we did, uh-huh. something, we did something with Fat Joe. You know, me and Joe were very, very close. Joe came to my... Uh, uh-huh. 
my daughter's uh, bas mitzvah. He came to my son's bar mitzvah. Me and him are very close. I took him up to Rayo's. I'm going to take you up there one night. And, you know, we talked a lot about, you know, growing up in the Bronx, him and J-Lo. And one of the things he talked about is how much he misses Big Pun. And I know you're a big fan. Of, you were very close course, to Pun, too, in your big days. Pun, I think Big Pun was, I mean, he was one of the lyrical, lyrical guys from New York City. I mean, that was like a classic era, Big Pun. DMX, you know, Big L. I remember when 50 was on Columbia. That's how long I've been around 50, and we opened up for uh, Cash Money and Rough Riders. Wow. We was running into artists, like running up. Yeah, we, a long time ago. Years ago, we opened up for Cash Money and Rough Riders. You know, it's funny. We talked about DMX. DMX, obviously, Earl's my, my former client, um, <laughs> and, and Earl's great people. And when he, when, he, when he gets his act together, he's one of the best around, and uh, I wish him the best, you know, in, the, in whatever he decides to do because I mean, he's I mean, so talented. DMX, is, for me, he's like in the Hall of Fame. Like, come on, this guy did movies. I mean, this guy, I think he went diamond, so what, 10 million records? Absolutely. Like, so he's in the Hall of Fame. You know, artists go through a lot of things in life, it's ups and downs, but he's he's in my book, he's in the Hall of Fame with Big Pun, Big L, you know, 50, JM, Nah, you know, the greats. The greats you know? is right. Tony, uh, Speaking of grades, can we talk about Eminem and your, you know, how he came, how he came to your defense and and really helped you out uh, when when times were tough? It seems like you guys have a pretty pretty close relationship. Well, well, well with Eminem, you know, with the free Yayo thing, like a lot of people say to me, "Hey Yayo, why you don't do music or where's the music?" Or it's like I feel like I'm to a point where I had the time of my life, you know, being in the studio with Dr. Dre in L.A. You know, my first time being in L.A. and I, I, if I could say this on radio, he has the weed called Guido. <laughs> and, and you know, we and we're in the studio and I'm there for the process of fifty doing to get Richard I trying. And then we're flying to Detroit and you know, I'm seeing what Detroit is like. And this is my first time ever leaving New York City. Right. So I mean like my experiences, you know, in a studio with Doctor Dre and Eminem and, and you know, getting to meet Jimmy Iveen and eat dinner at his house, those are experiences, you know, that I remember for the rest of my life. So it's like with well, Eminem, I'm always gonna have that utmost respect, you know, when I was in jail. Um, you know, he 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 wore the free Yale to, the Tony Yale shirt at the Grammys. Yep. And 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 like for me, I was on Rikers Island C seventy three two lower. That's and my. That was like a big thing for my career, you know. So sure. it's like you know, the guys didn't forget about me. Fifty never forgot about me. When I came home, I came home to money. I had condos. I was in position, you know. Let me ask you a question, you know, Tone. How for how long we in for? Um, I did about, about a year? Two, two years. Two, two years. years. A year and a half, two years. Yep. And Rikers, obviously, you know, right now they're looking to close Rikers. Um, you know, that's what uh, de Blasio's looking to do. And, we, and looking to uh, restructure and put different people all over the place. And you you know what goes right. on inside there. I know what goes on inside there all the time. Right, and, right. It's just I mean, changed. Rikers Island, for me, for me, my personal experience, I think anybody from New York City, my first time going to Rikers Island, you, you know, your heart is pumping. You're going across the bridge. Yeah, and you're going in there. You're going with guys that are on their fourth, fifth, sixth bid. Yeah, absolutely. So you know, and so you know, depending on what building you go in. Like when I was on the Allen, a lot of a lot of action used to happen in the Beacon. Yeah, you know, you could get you could get cut for anything. Cigarettes, like I've seen dudes get cut over cigarettes and stuff like that. So I mean, Rikers Allen is just a, when it when it has the title of home of the boldest, it definitely <laughs> it's definitely real in there. The Rock changed a lot, you know. Now tone, obviously, it's it's so many different alleged and sets and gangs and you know like you right. said getting getting sliced and 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 zippered over 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 the phone over over cigarettes over walking right. on the line i mean it, it's unbelievable i got friends in there right now that tell me how much it's changed and how they just stated themselves and don't even do anything yeah because i mean because all right because alan there's no chance you're going to get back out 
Absolutely. Tony, let's, let's – that's a good segue right into bail reform. Well, yeah, we, we've talked about that in the past. And we've, you know, we had Fat Joe on here. We, yeah, we talked, I mean, you know, yeah. it's, it's not a jail where, you know, where the youth and kids and guys are coming out better. You know, no. to me, people are coming out worse. Well, I'll, get, I'll tell you a funny story, Tony. My father, my father, may he rest in peace, worked on C-73 uh, for 30 years. Right. And he retired in in the mid eighties. And uh, wow, yeah, he retired wow. in the mid eighties. He was crazy. A, and it was crazy. In it was crazy, crazy and yeah, absolutely. And um, and we talked a lot about some different things that went. And he 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 when before he passed away, he couldn't believe what went on and what's going on in there now. And it's funny, you know, we're talking in uh, you know six nine is going there tonight. Uh, you know, he got picked up on a warrant today. And um, is that in, public information? At this well, point? Yeah, I think it's public. By the time information. Well, it's it's going to come out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I just seen it online. Oh, okay. yeah. That happened. To, that happened to me before too. When um, when usually when you have a warrant, if you come back from somewhere in the airport, they will grab you. in a split so second. That's, that's the story I got. From we're me. working on it tomorrow. Hopefully, I can get him out very soon. But uh, you know, right. uh, his people called me, and uh, we're trying to see if we can get him a fugitive bond to go to Texas and answer to whatever he has to answer to. Right. Do you know six nine? Oh yeah, you know it's crazy. Uh, I just uh, had a booking. A friend of mine just booked him and um, Rich the Kid and um, um, an artist named Young Dewey and um, Lloyd Banks. I all booked him for a show on Who Kid. Oh, it was for a Sweet Sixteen. A good friend of mine. Speaking of Who Kid, the guy that just asked that question, Lieberman, John, the famous John Lieberman from previously what? with the Howard Stern Show in 2012, what? put on a rap performance <laughs> with uh, Loaded Lux and. DJ Who Kid is the as the judges between him and Sal, who was an, another producer of the CERN show. And then the next year right. in, in 2013, 50 Cent was the judge. And I don't, John, do you care to even bring that up anymore? Are you well, gonna I, no, I retired from rap, but I'm quite sure 50 Cent would remember the uh, <laughs> the 510 Jewish guy uh, rapping in, in Stern's studio. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, you're, DJ you're Who part of the Jew, the Jew unit. Yeah, yeah the, the Jew unit. unit. The, the G unit is the Jew unit, not part of the Jew unit. Let me tell you what he's not. He's not a beastie boy. All right. <laughs> exactly. They're, they're the coolest Jewish yeah. rappers of all time. You, I don't think but you're going to DJ make... Who Kid's great. I mean, his office used to be like right down the hall from us. And that, that's right. a, he's a good guy, that guy. So, Tony. Oh, yeah, we, DJ Hookit is a good guy. So, Tony, we got a lot of things in common. Let's start with Scarface, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. Obviously, you love oh, that movie. Of course. Come on. That's a classic. That is to a classic. To me, they don't make movies like that. They don't make anything I like mean, that anymore. Scarface, Goodfellas. He, Godfather, like Tony, the Godfather. Godfather. That's oh, all we had, Karen. Yeah. That was on TV. I watched that like three days in a row. Watching The Godfather, because I'm like a movie kind of guy. So, you know, The Godfather, come on, you can watch that for days. Well, you must have watched Scarface a lot if you changed your name to Tony Yayo. I oh, mean, from, of, you of know. course. Right. I watched Scarface <laughs> three million times. So we both believe that cannabis should be legalized and that people that are in prison or had a record for cannabis in the past, those should all be thrown out as soon as they deschedule this drug. I think you and I both agree on that. I agree, yeah, too. Yeah, of course I agree on that. I mean, when you go to other places, like I've been to Amsterdam. I mean, when I've been to Amsterdam. My first time going to Amsterdam... It was the coolest trip ever, you know, going through the red light district. <laughs> it was something different I never seen in my life. Like and um it was zero violence there. You know they got the marijuana shops. Yep. It was zero violence. You didn't visit the red light district. Bikes. Yeah. Huh? You didn't visit the red light district. There's other there. things that are legal oh, yeah, in, in Amsterdam, to, Tony. You know, I had to go I had to go through the red light district guys. I had to experience it. I had to see it for what it is. And that, to me it's one of the craziest things in the world. But I mean it's zero violence there. I agree. And you know, you know they got dispensaries all over now in Cali and Denver, and people oh, yeah. just want to smoke. And, 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 and you know, weed is not a, a drug people is gonna uh, overdose for. I don't think like that. 
Well, Tony, you know, so it's like, Tony, why don't um, you invest? Why, why yeah. don't you, why don't you put your name? I can help you well, get. I'm, I'm look, I've been looking into that too. I just didn't want to talk too much Dan. about it. But a friend of mine is, um, just came to me with something like that with some dispensary, um, and growing. Yeah, but I, like you know, but you could have a G unit brand, uh, you know, type thing where it's legal and you and you can get royalties and so forth. We should talk about that offline. But I've been involved in the right. business now for, you know, about a year and a half, and there's a lot of different angles to play it. It's not just about the, you know, there's right. brands, there's dispensaries, and, there's, I, and, yeah. and I feel like a lot of people here that are locked up, but we should have some kind of prison involved because to me, when you look at the system, the system is to me, it's a business. I mean, it's like that's right. It's like okay, you got these kids that get locked up, right? So say a kid gets locked up for something crazy like murder, right? That's so crazy. His lawyer is going to cost him anywhere to fifty thousand and better. Oh, way more than that, Tony. I mean, if, if you get if a good lawyer, you know that. Right, right, right. I mean, if he's is if he's innocent or not, I don't know if the guy's innocent or not. We're not going to say if he did it or not. Right. But anyway, starting fee, we know a starting fee is going to be fifty thousand. Correct. You know, so it's like a lot of kids, they get in trouble. Some of them innocent, some of them not. They don't have the money to pay for these lawyers. They don't have the resources. And then what do you do? You're stuck in a system. You got a legal aid that's working with the DA, working with the prosecutor and everybody. And, 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 and you're in a messed up situation. So this is what happens to a lot of kids in the, in the neighborhood. You know, and it's like when you go to other neighborhoods, you I live in a nice neighborhood in Long Island. You see police, but, you know, it's, it's no problems. You hardly see police. You know, people are not getting harassed for little things. Now they got the weed law where, what, you get caught with seven grams, you just get a ticket, right? Right. Now they're coming out with this weed reform law in Atlanta, too, because you got college kids smoking a J that's going to jail for, <laughs> you, <laughs> you know, right. for a day. These kids are good kids. You know what I mean? They're just smoking a J, you know, and they get, I'm not saying they should do it, but it's life. You know, everybody, I think, smoked a J once in a while in life. Absolutely. So it's like. When you see people going to jail over stupid things and they don't have the money for the lawyers or for the bail. Well, you mentioned you before, know, people are making money off of it, right? It's the private prisons. Right. And the, 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 the whole system is stacked. The deck is stacked against these kids. And you know, Tony, right. we just had Charles Oakley on before you, and we talked right. about uh, bail reform. And uh, it's something that I'm, you know, listen, I make money from commercial bail bonds. You know that. You know I've been involved with different cases all the way down the line. But I do believe, and I've said this before and I'll say it again, there's got to be a happy medium where there there are people that are going through the system that are getting these small bails, these indigent people that can't get out, $500,000, $1,500 bails over at Rikers Island. It's costing the city $180,000, $190,000 to house an inmate. we got to figure something out with that happy medium. And then, mean, and meanwhile, you got a kid that makes a mistake, and he's on Rikers Island, home of the boldest. Yeah. Like you, you got dudes getting beat up every single day, and I know it's not, it's not a game, man. Rikers yeah. Island is not a game. I've seen dudes get cut, and ESU come with the helmets and, and the freeze guns and everything like that, and it was a crazy experience to be Rikers Island. You so it's to- like you got you got kids that hit the island, and, and they could either come out better or worse. And let me ask y'all a question, okay? You got a lot of kids, right? Now, yeah, say a kid I, is by himself. He has no food. Nobody's coming to visit him, right? And now he has the bloods right there. They're offering him food. They're offering him uh, 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 protection. Uh, 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 protection. They're offering him phone time. What do you think that kid is going to do? Yep. He's going to give in. He's going to give in to it, and, and, and that's gonna, the problem. Right. He's going to give in, and it's not like he wants to give in. He, doesn't, he, he might not want to turn blood. Be, it might not even be that type of kid. But you know what? They might be feeding them. They might uh, uh 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 they might let them get phone time. He has protection. 
Now he's good. Now he's in the game. But when they tell him to go cut somebody, he's he has gotta to go do, do it. That. Or he's getting cut again. Yep. It's really it's, You know, it's, it's funny. Dan, I don't mean to cut you short. One <laughs> of the things that my dad always told me when, when he was on the rock was there's no rehab in there. There's no there, you're not rehabilitating anybody inside. Right. Yeah. Rehabilitated, that's just a word. Yeah. <laughs> a little a little yeah, Shawshank it, it, right it, it, there. I think sometimes I think for, for like a lot of people, like for me being a guy that God bless me, 50, thanks, everybody from G-Unit, where we can live, move out the neighborhood, right? So you move out the neighborhood so nobody wants to kill you, right? Yep. And then you move somewhere nice where people might look at you funny. That's like what I go through. That's what like a catch-22 of what I'm going through. Like. Right. But it's like when you see, all right, the little kid in the Bronx, Junior, right? Yep. Yeah. It, he was a good kid. He was, he was trying to be a police officer, yep. if I'm correct, right? Yeah, that's what he was. Now, it wasn't him that was bad. It was his environment. Yeah, the people it was around his him. Environment. You got five knuckleheads that come out and, and, and machete this kid. Twelve on the corner. They, Tony, they, they arrested yeah, yeah, twelve, 12 now. Yeah, twelve because they, yeah, they got because the they were har- they were jetting the guys that were harboring them. But but when you look at that, it's a shame. It's a shame. Like some of these kids have nowhere to go. They you know they have nothing to do, and then and then they become victims of of their society, their environment. This was a good kid went to school and everything and gets killed. For mistaken identity for going going to the store, you know it's like yep. it's crazy. So I, I just think the environment is is everything for these kids. You got to make a better environment for them because it's like jail. Everything is a setup. It's all a setup. Tony, you're talking about environment. Let me ask you this: that with the political environment the way it is right now, is it a ripe environment for racism right now? Hey, I live I live in Long Island. Seventy percent of these people voted for Trump. You could tell the difference of how people act. You know, I'm not I'm not a really political guy. And you know what's crazy? I met Trump years ago. I met Trump with DJ Who Kid maybe yeah. in... 2005. It was 2005. Two, two, 2005. So when I, when I met him, he didn't come off as a racist because he had black people actually working for him. He right. had a um, young lady named Rachel working for him. And she was a smart black lady. You know, so I didn't look at him as a racist or anything like that. But now with all the political stuff going on in the remarks, he's saying and the things she's doing it's like it's crazy it's like a, it's like a divide there i never was a person that seen color i feel like trump being there is a divide there like so, I, I i don't judge mexican people i don't judge black people i don't judge white people we're all the same that's how i grew up do you believe but everybody didn't grow up like that do you, you know? believe president trump is a racist i would say so i mean look what he did with the uh, uh central park five <laughs> I, I i would say so because I, I mean it's the way you come more at people you know, I don't. My parents are from another country. They're from Haiti, right? So you know, all the remarks he was saying about all these these countries and the stuff he says, it just comes off wrong, man. It well, the, comes off like he's a racist. Well, the right, way that's a, that's know? true. He, well, the well the way he handled the uh, uh, Central Park Five years ago, where he was already condemning these kids as guilty and and you know they should be electrocuted or, or killed, basically, right? And they so, all found they all found innocent. innocent. And, 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 and let's and let's fast forward to what twenty years later, his DNA now. Well, all these innocent guys are found innocent because they got DNA tests now. Yep. Right. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I was just talking to Ron Kuby uh, uh, last week. Ron's going to probably come on the show, and Ron does a show right now on, um, I think it's on Cinemax or uh, Star is one of them. And you know, he has a show called The Wrong Man, where he basically talks about the innocence of, of people that are incarcerated that uh, you know have been inside for over twenty years. That uh, you know right. now with DNA coming out that these they're they're being exonerated and it's happening all over the place in Brooklyn Queens you can see it all the time yeah, in newspapers happening all over the place it's happening all over the place and it's so crazy it's like all right you can give me a couple of million dollars but you take twenty years of my life 
so I don't think it's worth it. You know, we've we've talked about this, you know, on on the show before. Is that Trump has given a voice to people that already felt a certain way, and they feel like that now they have the moxie to come out of the closet, so to speak, and these white supremacists, which are now getting a voice. I'm hopeful that people are going to rally against that, and I think you're starting to see a movement making people much more much more aware. So. Hopefully, listen. Let me tell yeah. you, they had a Donald Trump rally out here in my house in Long Island, and they ran, they damn near ran my family off the road. Wow. So these are the things that is crazy for me. You know, like I've been. Let me tell you, like I said, you move out the neighborhood. I moved out the neighborhood for a better life for my kids. And then it seemed like when Trump came here, <laughs> and it got worse for me. Well, you know, it gave, like I, yeah, it gave it, these it people cover. Yeah, it gave these yeah, people it got cover. Worse me. Like a lot of people was mad about Obama being the first black president, which which it was good for us as black people to see a black president for the first time in my life. It was great for America. Like that's yeah, yeah, it was it was great for America. That tells you that there's no racism here. There's there's no color lines. You know, there's there's, there's no guidelines. There's no enough to be a black president. But a lot of I think a lot of people got mad because Trump won twice, and then. You know they 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 wanted they wanted Trump, I guess. You know, well, Obama I, won twice. You know. Yep. Well, I hope Trump doesn't win twice, or I may move. To, I'm going to move to one of those well, countries that you're going to. I'm going to move to one of those countries that's Spain or Holland or Canada, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Australia. I, I, I tell you when I, I tell you when I met this guy in '04 with DJ Hookit. I met the guy from DJ Hookit. Yep. I just got out of jail. He had black people working for him. G Unit Radio. So I was. I, it was G Unit Radio. I was surprised. You know, I was surprised by the things that I heard out of his mouth. Because when I met him, you know, come on, weird. I just got out of jail. I'm a criminal. You're talking to me. You're a billionaire. So I'm like, right. maybe this guy is a good guy. But when you hear all the stuff he come, talks about Mexicans and, and um, these other countries and people need to do this, do that, it's just ridiculous. It's crazy. Well, that's the funny part. He's never been a billionaire. He's been bankrupt, you know, I think on three or four different occasions and he, but he presents himself in a way right he'll, he'll do whatever is convenient for him whatever sells you know when, when he was on your guy's right. show he had the apprentice going on yeah. so he wanted right. to cater and he had you know all of course co- yeah he's exactly. a brand he's a brand, he's, and branded. exactly it's, it's, it, and even when he came out here for long island all right now he wants he came out here for the ms-13 thing with little kids getting killed yep. now when little kids getting killed I, I i can't agree with that you know what i mean i can't agree kids getting killed for no reason out here in Brentwood, Long Island, yeah. right? So he came out here. Now, you can't judge every El Salvadorian or every Mexican saying that they're going to do this and do that off of a couple of uh, bad apples in a bunch, right? Right. Yep. So that's just my view of it. No, he's... My parents, yep. my parents are from Haiti. They came here to this country. They, they, they people, My mom was a nurse. My father, you know, he had different kind of jobs. My mom was a registered nurse. They're here, and, and you know they made they made a better living. They raised their kids here, and they got an opportunity because in Haiti it was way rough. So it's not like nobody hates America. We just hate the person that's in position right now. You see what's going on right? <laughs> you see what's going on right now in Port-au-Prince right now in, in Haiti? I've seen something going on. I think it, what was it? A bomb go off? They, no, they're basically they're rioting a little bit in the streets, and there's a lot of issues going on right now, and uh, people are taking cover over there. It's it's not a great place to be at this point. Right. Yeah, but it was always problems with, like, my parents always used to tell me about, um, like, the Toto Maku. That was, like, the military back then, how it used to be. Like, it, it's just always been crazy over there. Didn't Trump and, single out Haiti? Know, yeah, I think he did. Trump singled out Haiti. We don't need, we don't want people from Haiti. Didn't he say something? He singled yeah, out a lot of people. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. That, and, that, and that's, that's one of the, that's one of the uh, remarks that he made that, that had me feeling like he was racist, because I'm Haitian, too. Like, both of my parents are from Haiti. Oh, yeah, he's, he's made plenty of comments. What yeah. goes through your mind, Tony, when you see these images of the kids separated from their parents at the border? 
mean, I mean, that's crazy. I mean, everybody's talking about it. It's crazy. I mean, you 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 got you got parents here. Okay, some parents they probably didn't have their paperwork right, but they're good people. They're working hard. They've been here for a while. And Trump comes and he cracks the whip and he's separating mothers and from from their sons and their daughters and fathers from their sons and their daughters. It's crazy. You know who wins on that? The private prisons because they run all the immigration jails. Of course, because it's yeah. all business. That's like it that's is right. like um, that's like a, a inmate in one jail, right? I didn't realize that. The reason why they transfer inmates to further jails is just so the city can make money off the um, transit. Yep, that's so right. So it's all about it's all it's all about a dollar. That's like um, my friend will be texting me from jail. I don't know how he does it, but after he's after in federal like prison, they're allowed they're allowed to do it in federal prison sometimes. Yeah, federal prison after the third text, it's um, it's a it's a it's money. It's a it's a bill I got. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's funny. I I get I get phone calls all the time from from people inside, and you know I I, I collect it with collect calls. So, you know it, everything is a business. But one question I wanted to ask you, real quick, Tone. Obviously, uh-huh. when you came out, you talked about you know Lloyd. You talked about Fifty. You talked about Eminem. They were there for you when you came out. Because when I spoke to Fat Joe, when he came out, you know he talked about Pitbull really being there for him when he came out. Right. And, you know, right. he, he was surprised at some people that really helped him, and he was surprised at some people that really didn't help him. Right. That's. I mean, that's how it is. I mean, that's how it is. And and, and I feel sorry for the guys that got 10 years and better because people are really not going to do nothing for you. If a person hears, if they hear the number on your bid, a person hears you got two, three years, they might help you. But if right. they hear you got 15, they're like, what? I don't have time for it. You're lost in the system. Um, You're lost in the system. Tony, what is the current state G unit? Um, who are the current members? Are you guys doing stuff still? Are you guys back in the studio? Are you going to tour? Well, we, we, like I said, we just all just running around collectively doing things. Like Fifty has the power thing, of course, always has a successful show. Banks, he's like a more low key kind of guy. He'll be in Banks will be in Dubai and he won't post it on Instagram. Like he's not. He's a, a guy that's like really into the music. He's not really into the social network thing. Yep. And and like me, I'm running around. Buck just um dropped a project, and and me, I'm running around. I'm, I didn't drop any music yet, but I got this passport game clothing that I'm gonna drop because I'm so frequently around the country. Yep. That I'm I'm gonna drop that real soon. Currently, who are your favorites out there? Cardi B, you know who who are the people that you really? I mean, enjoy? I mean, you know, I'm I'm definitely big on New York. I think New York, Atlanta. I mean, you know, the Migos are big right now. Cardi B is definitely doing big things for uh for uh for New York City. You got six nine. You got Dave East, you got Don Q, you got Casanova, you got so many good artists right now. I'm not a hater. I love what the young kids is doing. They just got to do the smart things with their money. So, you know, 10, 20 years down the line, you know, their money worked for them, you know? Yep. Sure. Tony, you know, the internet has been blowing up with these reports that Lloyd Banks has been dropped from G-Unit. What do you tell those people? Um, I, I really don't. I don't really get into that stuff. You know, him and 50, sometimes they're off and on. I really just, you know, I'm like the mediator of it. I talk to Banks. I talked to 50. You know, 50, you know, sometimes 50 gets crazy. <laughs> Doesn't DJ Who Kid was fired 45 times in a year, wasn't yeah, it? DJ yeah, DJ Who Kid was fired 45 times right. in one year. Right. Could, could, so could, you just never know what 50 Can right. we talk to 50 about maybe throwing out a better baseball next time he's at the Met game? Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that pitch was horrible, man. <laughs> beyond, beyond horrible. I, my daughter Charlie could throw it better. Tell me about your relationship with Jimmy. Jimmy, oh, Jimmy Iveen. Jimmy Iveen. Um, well, Jimmy Iveen, you know, I, I just know him as being a boss. When he was on Interscope, you know, it was a good relationship over there with 50 i remember one time having actually having lunch on the balcony and it was just it of interscope and it was me 50 and, and jimmy and that was like one of the times i'm like wow we're both the big bosses right here 
And, you know, I mean, come on. This guy, Jimmy Iovine, is a legend. And, you know, like eating at his house, the guy lived across the street from uh, Hugh Hefner. You know, he had all kinds of security with canines in his yard. It was just, like, amazing, man. He had all kinds of people serving his food. And he had a movie theater in his house and uh, a candy a candy shop in there. It was just crazy. <laughs> Did you watch that show on HBO, The Defiant Ones? That was insane. That was great. It was it was it was it was so well done. I figured you did. Just to, I just... just to say, I've met these guys and worked with these guys is is is, is good for me and my and my on my bucket list. You know, just to say, I worked with Eminem, been around Jimmy Iovine, and worked with Dr. Dre. What's left on your bucket list? Um, really, to just tra- keep traveling the world, keep you know, keep touring, make some good music. I, I love touring. Like I think, like out of music, I think. Music is so good because it's no color, it's no nationality, it's no. We could be anywhere. People don't know how to speak English, probably in, in a certain part of the country, and they'll know our music. You know, so I think like the traveling is the best thing for me. Just keep traveling, keep touring, and you know, making money. You know, I had my highlights in my career. Trust me, like the free Yale thing was big for me. Getting out of jail was big for me. You know, having a gold album was big for me. Being on platinum albums was big for me. And I'm traveling the world. Like I've been Paris, Amsterdam. Um, Spain, Barcelona, France, everywhere, London, Germany, Africa. You know, there's a time where uh, I could say an experience for me is I went in Nelson Mandela's cell wow. on Robert's Island. So it was like, yeah, that was big. I didn't get a chance to meet Nelson Mandela, but I got in the cell, walked in the cell that he actually was, was in, in Africa, you know? That's amazing. It is. And you're also busy being a dad, huh? How many kids oh, you have? Tell three, right? I got three kids. Yeah, right. my oldest, 19, graduated high school. One year in college, he's doing his music thing now. My daughter's uh, 15, and my youngest is uh, 10. You would you would recommend for your uh, for your oldest to get involved in in the music industry? Yeah, I think I think it's kind of easier now. It's like a, you see all these kids now. You you got SoundCloud and stuff like that now, where these kids are not even really having to need radio like that. It's like radio picks up on these guys after they catch it online because the internet is like the big monster right now. What is he going to change his name to if you change your name to a Scarface character. Have you picked, has he picked one out for himself from his favorite movie? Um, what, what? Nah, his, his rap name is Young Dewey. Young okay. Dewey, okay. Young Dewey, I like All it. Right. Yeah, Young Dewey. Check his music out on SoundCloud and stuff like that. For sure. Because these kids, you know, these kids, they, they, they're making the money off of the SoundCloud now. They're going on their own tours without even, like, being played on radio. Their radio gets on them secondhand. Like, 6 9 for instance, his hit, Gummo, um, Funk Flex played it on radio after it was online for, like, a couple of weeks. So it's like, you know, yep. the internet is such a big thing now. And, uh, you know, I saw that you predicted the Eagles would beat the Patriots, okay. in, you know, in the Super Bowl. Uh, tell us now before the you know the NFL season starts who, who you're you betting like? on. I think the Patriots are going to do it this year, to yeah. be honest with you. Well, they got a couple of great Georgia Bulldogs uh, coming Black. coming there. They so. got Sony Michelle coming yeah, in. They right? got Sony Michelle, yeah. Yeah, and they got a win. I think. I think. Well, should we be talking about basketball? LeBron well, on the Lakers. <laughs> well, yeah, the season's over. But yeah, but that's a that's going to be everybody's out west now. Yeah. Like, what? What? You a fan <laughs> of the Lakers or the Knicks? Um, I'm a I'm a fan. I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I'm a Golden State Warrior fan. Don't say I'm on the oh, bandwagon. Oh, come on, like that tone jumping like on the wagon. What? No, no, you know the Knicks. Now we got this new guy. What's his name? Kevin Knox. I watched him yesterday. He's I think nasty. We're, we're doing good. We all we got to do is assemble the right team for the Knicks. You well, know we, I love New York. I gotta go for the Knicks, but come on, we gotta get the right people. Well, next now year, Knox kid and Porzingis, we're good. Well, we got. We also got. We got. We're gonna have open cap space next year. 
and we got to bring Kyrie in. So maybe you could uh, reach out, and if we can bring Kyrie in, that'll be special. Oh man, I I seen that on ESPN. I would love to get Kyrie. We would love that. So, what is your favorite thing to do? You know, in your uh, spare time, other than travel, which I'm sure there's work involved when you out there traveling. But what do you do for a good time when you're uh, here in the states? Mm-hmm. If I'm, I like to do a lot of things. I, I like to read books. Um, I love uh, read Steve Jobs books recently. Uh, I read Forty Eight Laws of Power. Sometimes I read some T.D. Jakes. I like to read books sometimes because sometimes you get too caught up in the internet. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. So okay. sometimes I got to give the internet a break. That's great. That's great. I'm, and I'm sure you get inspired to write some music from reading books as well. It's probably oh, definitely, cathartic definitely, way. definitely, definitely. And to run your yeah. clothing company, huh? Of course, of yeah. course. Tony, we don't Tony, want to man. take up any more of your time. You've been fantastic, and and sorry you couldn't be here in person, but you know. Oh just... man, I, I got to take you up on that Don Perignon and that Hennessy. It was waiting yeah. for you. For <laughs> I promise. <laughs> it's sitting right here. We might have to open up just one of them without you. I was gonna. I was yeah, gonna definitely. do a whole. I, Tony, I was gonna do a whole like strip club DJ announcement of you coming in, <laughs> you know, let's welcome Tony Yayo front stage from G unit front stage, Tony Yayo. No, we, that- could, we could definitely do something again. I got a friend of mine. Um, his friend is, he's a lawyer now. He actually did. I forgot his name. I'm, I don't know how I forgot his name, but I'm sorry, but a friend, my, my friend from the Bronx, his name is BX Hover. His, his, a friend of his did 19 years, got back his time and now he's a lawyer. Really? So I think, yeah. So maybe I could bring him to the show. Yeah, yeah we love that. Great. I, I just met the guy like maybe two times. I forgot his name. So I want to bring him up to the show. I got a lot but of friends. I got a lot of friends that did, a, we call it college time. I got one very close friend of mine, Joey, that did 23 years. Another friend of mine that did 21 years. So between them, 44. So we can get them oh all together God. in here. <laughs> yeah, get them That's all good. together in here, man. Tom, man, thanks. We can't thank you enough. We we appreciate right, it. We're going to get you to come you. in and, uh, you know. And where can people find your clothing? Give a little oh, shout out. Yeah, give a oh, shout out to your clothing. On my Instagram, you got PassportGang.com. It's coming real soon. And um, you can go to my page, and I have the link up there real soon. The Passport Gang t-shirt is coming real soon. Good luck with ev- with everything, Tony. It's been right, appreciate it's really you been guys. a pleasure Thanks talking to you. Thanks, Thank you. Tony. Thanks, All Tony. Right. All right. Thanks, guys. That's it for this episode of Bell Street. Join us next time. We will have Charles Oakley on with his infamous lawyer, Alex Spiro. You can subscribe to our podcast at bellstreet.com or any other service that you use to download podcasts. We'll see you next time on Bell Street. I'm Danny Moses. I'm Ira Jettleson.